0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit, it's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Blue wire. the
1: Oh, It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Here comes Sexton. Some rhythm. And he got it! Young ball continues to wear him up! Do you know what the Cavs fans are calling the Darius Garland, Colin Sexton backcourt? What? Sexland. Oh, that's good. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Justin Rowan. The Cavs minicamp is over. The virtual combine has started, and the NBA Finals are just about to wrap up. With me today to help discuss all of that is my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how's it going, buddy?
0: Yeah, it's going good. It's looking like it's going to be just a short offseason, you know? Be ready to jump right into basketball by January. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Man, yeah, it's honestly, a short
0: off-season for the Cavaliers.
1: Well, yeah, no kidding. I, I was about to ask you, are, are you excited for the fact that once the finals wrap up, it basically goes into normal off-season mode? Like, I, I want to give a big shout-out to all our loyal listeners, because the fact that you guys have been listening over the last seven months is wild when there really hasn't been a whole lot. It, it actually really does mean a lot. But once the finals are over, all of a sudden we're into normal draft prep, free agency is going to be a thing trades are possible all all the normal stuff that we feast upon is coming back into our laps are are you excited about that or is your schedule and internal clock just so out of whack that you can't even process that right now
0: um i don't know it'll be nice to have some new talking points you know i just feel like so much of our calves talk has inherently had to be a little recycled you know Mm -hmm. like like it's like tweaking like our our main takes uh, like three percent on the margins when we have new information trickle in yeah so having just some new information to talk about uh, related to the Cavs would be really nice you know I will say it, you know it's not the same as your normal off season because we've kind of done all our kind of season and review-esque stuff at this point true um but yeah it, it, it feels good it feels exciting and more importantly on a selfish note what a better time for basketball to end. Cause we can just, you know, as sports fans, we can just throw ourselves into football. You know, we don't have to pretend to care about baseball for three months.
1: <laughs> you know what? Th- that is a good point. I will agree with you on the condition that the NBA returns in January, uh, like a mid January or even early February. I can accept that. If it takes longer than that, we are in for a very long, cold winter. Um, But I'm excited for it. Like, I I think we're going to have to recycle a little bit of draft talk because we'll be actually a month away from the draft and uh, there'll be things to discuss. And I I don't know if you saw this, Carter. I know you've been insanely busy. um, So the Cavs might not be your number one priority. uh, But Chris Fedor and good friend of the podcast, Evan has also confirmed this. And we've discussed it in our Chase Down Discord. Um, The Cavs have kind of identified their top six, and it's weird for them to be transparent in this way, but I I think some of this is a product. I guess
0: when it sticks, who gives a shit? No, no, true. Justin, I I have an industry secret for you. I I have their
1: top 30. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So I I guess because of the virtual combines, they actually had to put out a list on who they were interested in talking to, uh, like rank them, uh, because that's going to determine whether or not you get the interviews and uh, they're not getting one with ball because ball anticipates being uh, gone at that point. And basically he, he told all teams, don't pick me unless you're the New York Knicks, which I guess they're hoping for a trade up. Um, Which no, no, no better way to tell if uh, someone's committed to winning. (laughs) Well, Fedor actually said on his podcast that the media availability with ball was the worst he has seen in his professional career that he was standoffish and basically said that he didn't know if his camp has talked to teams. And he said that about every team that wasn't the Knicks. So I I think it's safe to say he's not going to be there at five, but if he is, the Cavs have a great trade down partner Um,
0: I'll tell you what, man. I heard they were trading for Mitchell Robinson fifty million from some scammer Twitter account the other day.
1: (laughs) Didn't know you could trade fifty million. I I, I'm very excited that the uh, Twitter scammer uh, season is back upon us. But uh, oh yeah, brother. So the big board is interesting though because the Cavs list is Ball, Denny, Okoro, Wiseman, Vassell, and Okongwu. And the report was that they're all the way out on Anthony Edwards. They will not be drafting him. They're out on Killian Hayes. They're out on Halliburton. That top six is really interesting, especially when you hear uh, that Denny and Okoro, if this is accurate, are above Wiseman. Uh, that That's new intel for us.
0: Yeah, and, you know, who knows what's, you know, smoke season is saying, you know, maybe, you know, I've heard from some people that, you know, it's Wiseman near the top, and they'd be thrilled to have him fall down to them. If So, you know, it. It, it, it's really hard to tell, but if it is Denny and Okoro, that tells me a couple things. Tells me one, they're not super interested in being mocked for taking another project guard. <laughs> uh, or two, they're actually pretty happy with the state of their young guards right now. And they don't want to take another one uh, to eat up development time and minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it also tells me that they are pretty aware that the, the wing is the biggest problem on the team right now. The three, the two, three, four, with some size uh, and both these guys fit that bill and make a lot of sense. So yeah, it, it also, you know, speaks to the rather tenuous long-term future of, uh, of Kevin Love on the <laughs> team.
1: <laughs> that is a good point. Um, I personally, like my heart is happy. because right?
0: To be clear, I think Denny's a four.
1: Yeah. So I, I think he's a three or a four, but I do like the, the fact, like one of the things I find attractive about him, one, he isn't, I I think he's pretty close to bus proof. Like this is a guy that has an edge. He has a high motor. uh, He has NBA size and strength. He can play defense. He's a high IQ guy that can pass. And I I feel like whether it's three or four, the fact that he can play both positions uh, because I'm already invested in Port Sexland here. uh, I'm okay with that versatility. Like I'm very open to that. If Denny's the pick, I'm gonna be excited. Is, Is Port Sexland new for you? Uh, I think I might have dropped it once before, but like, I, 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 think I felt you, like I think
0: team. you were just, tri- I felt like you were just trialing that one, <laughs> which well, I'm
1: fine with. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I know KPJ is going to be coming off the bench. She's in the hardened role. Dylan Windler is the savior. He will be starting at small forward, uh, unless Denny can play there. Um, but yeah, w- whether it's Denny, Okoro, Wiseman, Vassella, or Kongwu, they all check the biggest box that I wanted in this draft, which is does this guy project to be a defensive player and all of those guys fit that category very well. Uh, they all add length. They add the ability to to be a little versatile with your lineups and I'm okay with this. Like if it's all, if this is accurate, I, this represents a good, um, this represents a good process for the Cavs. And I'm, I'm a fan of uh top not being in there. I have a theory, mm-hmm. Carter, and I think you're going to like this theory because uh, uh, I
0: like theories.
1: You know I'm all of, theories. I'm all about the breadcrumbs. I, I go through the breadcrumbs for our loyal listeners, even though they contain a lot of gluten. Um, I think that when Chris and other people are saying Toppin would be the he's in play, but that would be the worst case scenario. I think they're trying to put out a little bit of smoke that hey, maybe they might take Toppin but then they're going to do a smart thing and pick Denny or Coral or one of these other guys. And we'll be like, wow, this is a whole new Cavs team. I, I think they're playing the media game and yeah. I like it.
0: Oh, boy, wouldn't that be nice, Justin, <laughs> if we were playing 60 chess quite like this.
1: <laughs> Listen, Carter, there's always 60 chess going on in my head. Uh, I haven't established rules for it, but it's just kind of happening in there. But yeah. I, I'm excited though. Like I, I think it's, yeah, be- I mean,
0: Here's the reality: is this draft sucks. We know this, mm-hmm. um, but it seems less and less likely that there will be a pick made at number five that leaves us apoplectic. And yeah. boy, if that's not something to something to celebrate, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, I, I, and it sucks because there, there's no clear-cut cornerstone guy. But I, I think all of these guys can you I, can you can see them being long-term starters, which the, the Cavs desperately can. Need. I can
0: I ask you a question? Yes. Let's say. Somehow Lamelo Ball falls to the Cavs at five, and they take him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel?
1: Um, and we're assuming they don't trade him.
0: And he's staying on the team, baby. He's I, their guy.
1: I am going to still be very upset at that. <laughs> like I, I, it's I,
0: I just it's funny that the top overall prospect. That's how weird this draft is. That drafting the top uh, rated consensus prospect at five would leave us upset, but here we are. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. And and, uh, I've said it before. My big thing is if the upside was there, like if it was a Ben Simmons type upside, uh, I would be fine with it, but I I just do not think that his potential is high enough to um, merit kind of the the disruption of culture and all the other things that come with him. (laughs) Yeah. the, the, everything, it just, it just doesn't, yeah, it'd be a tough pill to swallow. That's, that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah. I would much rather have almost any of the, the high ceiling, low floor guys. I might even rather have Edwards.
1: Uh, You know what? I probably would too. But
0: I just I don't I don't trust ball I don't trust that he would succeed here I think if he did succeed here he'd try to get the fuck out. It's just, <laughs> there's just a lot of reasons not to not to go down that road for me. Yeah, it,
1: it's always tough when the best case scenario for a prospect is he might be good enough to demand his way out of Cleveland, and like it's not to say that that's going to happen with anybody they pick because uh, I think the the guys that they currently have in their roster like the the three guards there. Um, which we should stop calling KPJ a guard. I'm I'm o- I'm over that. Yeah, he's at least a power forward. Did, did you see the picture next to McKinney? Yeah, 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 yeah. Saw yeah you saw that. Yeah, he's big. He's a wing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I, I just invest in the guys you have. Go get a guy that projects to actually be a good defender and possibly a starter. So I'm I'm very thrilled on that news, and and we will likely be switching back into draft mode. After the NBA Finals, but we do have an NBA Finals going on, and man, I think some of our last podcasts might have aged a little bit poorly. Like after Game One, I was like, even with the injuries, it's clear I might have overthought this. But you you look at the war of attrition that that's happened uh, over these playoffs, where there really hasn't been a whole time off. You can tell uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron—they're not. Full bars. They're a little banged up. Uh, obviously, injuries have taken their toll on Miami. I gotta give Miami a lot of credit. Like that game four could have gone either way, and if this was a two-two series, I think I'd be giving them a legit shot because I, I just don't know if the Lakers have more than one or two punches left in them.
0: Well, I, I I would love to answer this, but I'm I just gotta say I'm stunned. I thought you were going ad read here.
1: Oh no no it's it's early for an ad read. Isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, but we've pivoted to from Cavs to, to the larger world. It's fine. Um, so uh yeah, finals. <laughs> I like to stop our momentum dead, uh uh whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I think that um yeah, I, I'm just very impressed by what Miami's done and the way that they are just so capable of mucking it up and mm-hmm. making teams and players like unconfident what they're doing i just think their hands are so fast and they're so smart that they and they attack uh mismatches really really well like when the lakers get favorable switches and they're fighting way harder to avoid those but when the lakers do unless lebron or davis attacks with almost immediate uh you know ferocity the heat find a way to fuck it up You know, like they're really, really good at stunting. They're really good at getting back to their man. They're good at tagging guys out. They're just a really, really impressive, smart team. And I really do think a lot of it comes a lot of what makes them so hard uh, to guard right now is any lineup where, where, with Jimmy, Bam and Iggy on the floor. Cause you just got three geniuses out there and Mm -hmm. it almost doesn't matter who the other personnel is. Like, I think they've gotten to the point where they figured out how to protect uh, hero and Duncan Robinson, like, yeah, those guys are still gonna give up buckets every now and again, but like, they're not just getting absolutely eviscerated. Like they were in games one and two mm-hmm. at this point, which is, I mean, that's an enormous net win, uh, for the heat offensively. And yeah, those three guys are just so smart on defense and I'm just really impressed. I thought they had every reason to pack it in, uh, is I'm thrilled BAM's back in the series, uh, even though obviously they didn't get a win in game four. And I think that this will feel like a like a well-earned series uh, as opposed to kind of a, you know, just a bummer, which it was kind yeah. of starting to trend that way.
1: Yeah, it, it was really trending that way. And, um, like, it, it's kind of funny because one of the things that we speculated going into this bubble was, well, with no fans, are the young guys really going to feel the pressure? Or are you going to see the same pressure of the finals? And I, I think we've seen some of that. Like, I think... Uh, Duncan Robinson you can tell um, the pressure of the moments kind of getting to him a little bit Tyler heroes had up and down moments outside of that scowl Um, but I'm really impressed like I I think if you're Miami your entire goal going into the season was hey we want to at least challenge Milwaukee and show them that we can culture and grit and grind and all that stuff we can Get provide a proof of concept for Giannis and other free agents that hey we're a piece away, and it looks like they're they're further along in that process than even they would have anticipated. Like it's very clear that hey you you swap Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal or uh, if you get Giannis in free agency or God imagine if they got Kawhi uh in, in that free agency summer like you slot a guy into there uh, alongside Jimmy and Bam and like that's a legitimate contender this is a, a really really well-run organization and um I I give full credit to them
0: yeah how dare you pivot this to fucking free agency talk no Isn't no this <laughs>
1: we, is this what we yell at people for <laughs> it's this different the, the piece of way, how is it different I'm not I'm not rooting for, I'm I'm talking about guys that are actually going to be free agents and Someone that's miserable. Not, not some,
0: Oh my but, God. Let's talk about this series. There's a lot of interesting. I'm challenging you on this. I love uh, you. but I'm challenging
1: you on this. Well, I, I mean, I think I'm saying there's so much. I'm communicating what I, their I, goal was because they have stated that that was their goal. And I'm just saying that they overachieved. I think this was a successful season. I think there's, I, mean, a, I think, I think, I think there's enough reasons. Like if they're looking at this series, if we were Heat fans, we would say, well, if they had a healthy Goron and Bam, this, we could have really had a legitimate shot here. It's not like 2015, where it's okay, we went six games without our two best players. JR's hurt, Shumps hurt, LeBron's hurt. Um, the, clearly, if we had everybody, we probably would have won that series. It's a little different, but I, I think Miami had, would have had a legitimate chance in this series. And I, I guess you can't factor in how much harder LA would have played. Uh, In in their game three loss, I I thought they came out flat, even though AD was playing some decent enough defense. Um, But uh, I I think that they've proven that they're a really well built team and their their trade deadline gamble paid off a lot better than I thought. Like, I I thought that was a mistake giving up Winslow because I'm I'm very high on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, Crowder and Iggy have been really important for them during this run and a lot of this comes down to we talk about it a lot about how it comes down to hitting open threes but Crowder's jumpers rebroke like it doesn't look good anymore uh, mm-hmm. and he's still finding ways to contribute getting a lot of garbage buckets which god would love some of those like some some tough rebounding some physical play some effort. um yeah <laughs> I mean I I just think they've been really really impressive and I think that their identity definitely is on defense. And I actually love where this series is right now. I don't, I I mean, it's, it's almost certainly over. And I, I think that the Lakers, you know, losing three out of four seems pretty wildly unlikely given where the health of the two teams is at. But with that said, I do think that the series got to one of my favorite points in game four. And I think it's going to continue, which is the, it it crossed the, we figured each other out threshold. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, who's who's able to win an ugly street fight of a game where neither team has any offensive counters left because the the other team knows all their sets Mm -hmm. and and i think that's one of my it's funny like i think some people would call some of that game ugly but like i just love it when teams are out of recourses and it's just like i guess we'll just have to figure it out and like <laughs> this is what I wanted to see from this is what I actually wanted to see from Anthony Davis is because Davis just it was so easy for him in games one and two and while I think he was very impressive defensively in game four and I want to laud him for that offensively he the last two games have been everything I thought he was going to have a hard time in this series where they just don't get Miami doesn't give you anything easy and Like, really, I mean, in game four, at least, it felt like a cool 90% of his buckets were just duck-ins when someone else happened to (laughs) to drive the lane. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, he had a couple turnarounds and uh, a couple jumpers. But Miami's, like, you know, a guy like Iggy is actually so weird for him because he can't use his guard skills against Iggy because Iggy's hands are too fast. Mm -hmm. And he can't face him up and pull up for that, you know, kind of – bump jumper because he'll just strip him every time and i'm very interested i know i'm sure that you were planning on a finals mvp debate here we didn't really talk about this about a rundown for this one but yeah you know i, I think that who wins finals mvp in what seems like a pretty decided series will kind of be determined in my brain by whether Anthony Davis can figure out how to get his own buckets against this heat team again, because a lot of that game was LeBron and Rondo figuring it out for the other for the rest of their teammates.
1: Right. And I, I think if you want to make a case for Anthony Davis, what he's doing on the defensive end is probably a more convincing angle. Um, mm-hmm. like I I the, the whole finals MVP is so dumb because like the, the reason that we've made fun of Steph, which is very tongue-in-cheek, let's clarify that. Like, twi- Twitter jokes are Twitter jokes, but it is tongue-in-cheek. The reason we make fun of him is because he doesn't have one. Not that he needed all three. Like, we do not shit on Tim Duncan's legacy. We do not shit on Kareem's legacy. Um, like, if you don't get finals MVP in every series, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, I, I think from a legacy... No. I-, I think from a legacy standpoint for LeBron, the way that he can enhance it um, is by aging gracefully like Tim Duncan, where you find a way to kind of take a little bit of a step back, but still are a winning player. Because not a whole lot of guys at his level have been able to make that adjustment. Um, so Sure, but,
0: but what I'm saying is winning a finals MVP in year 17 is a boon to the resume. Oh, 100%. And, the, and, and reestablish it. And that does kind of, I think there's a degree of like, Dick on the table energy that comes with winning a finals MP is like I just put my stamp on the on on a finals series and I won a championship for my team. Mm-hmm. And I just think we're seeing right now, and LeBron was not perfect in that game. I, I think his jumper right now is actually busted to all hell.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we're, you know, we've gone through this a billion times with LeBron where uh the jumper just doesn't look good. Like he hit the one fade away in the post, but it's just not coming off his hands well. He's shorting it a lot, not getting his legs under. Uh, and he's just, he's always going to have that battle with that jumper, especially uh, from three. But like in general, his touch on his jumpers is not there. and hasn't been for a couple rounds. Yeah. So he's kind of having to labor through it, but like there is a degree of, I understand how to attack defenses that a guy like AD just doesn't have. And honestly, it's a thing that Rondo has like Rondo did not have a good offensive game as a score. And a lot of his playoff run, in my opinion, has been kind of buoyed by the fact that he's just hitting a lot of threes yeah. <laughs> and he's looking better than we thought he should because he's hitting jumpers. And that's just Rondo, when he's hitting jumpers, it's just crazy. That, mm-hmm. This game was not one of those. The jumper looked terrible for Rondo. Uh, he went one of seven from the field, but he, really put his stamp on the game in his 28 minutes and it's just it just feels like it's been a, a series where the the great creators uh are really standing out and and that's why rondo has taken on such an outsized importance in this series for them because yeah, it's and, him or lebron
1: here's and, one thing i, I, I
0: want to, to say about lebron go ahead go ahead
1: no 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 you go ahead
0: i was gonna say one thing i noticed about lebron he's setting some screens man yeah, he never fucking set screens in Cleveland, and when he did, they were not good screens.
1: Dude, Ky- Kyrie would set screens for him. Like that—that that was the staple of their yeah. offense. Was to to generate the switch. And yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it with does you.
0: feel like that. He's just been really impressive with the, with some of the extra stuff. Is I guess my point As he he went from a guy in Cleveland who, for much of the time, was in complete control of the game, but not mm-hmm. doing the little stuff. To he's got some parts of his game that are flipping but his little the little stuff quotient for lebron is getting way way better as he ages which is surprising
1: yeah it, it is and i mean that's the kind of stuff you got to do right to, to make up for whatever you're you're losing in physical ability and i i think what makes lebron and ad such a great pairing is um like ad doesn't have to worry about creating offense the same way he would in new orleans he, he can focus on what he does best he can finish plays for the Lakers, he, he can be one of the best defensive players in the, on the planet. And it, it's really working out well. Like, I, I think that they match each other and they pair with each other incredibly well. And I actually think they're going to be better next season. Like, I, I think, well, one, the Lakers are going to have flexibility to actually improve their roster because um, they're not going to be in that same situation they were with Kawhi's free agency decision. And I, I think LeBron physically is going to look better next year in the playoffs because he's not going to be in the same situation where he doesn't have access to his full medical staff and all the other stuff that he does for recovery. And I, I think him winning finals MVP here would be incredible because when you look at how little rest there was and the way that everybody else broke down, the fact that he would have outlasted everybody at his age with so many more miles on his body than anybody else – like, I, I think that's a really legitimate feather in his cap. And who knows? Like, I, I think if if the decision, if, if their impact is so close, the decision is going to go to LeBron. Like, there's major potential for Anthony Davis to get Pau Gasol here. Um, but you know what? That That's how this you, always you, has Hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on.
0: Do you do you really think that, that AD has wildly outplayed LeBron uh, in this series or even significantly outplayed him?
1: No. I don't. No, what I was insinuating was that it was close. Like I'd give AD a slight edge, um just because I, I think well, his I'm not saying
0: was... it wasn't close when Pau Gasol got
1: Pau Gasol. Oh. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Um <laughs> I I'll try to lay off the Kobe slander for a little bit longer. Um but but you're right. Uh, I I think it, it's if it's close it's going to go to LeBron. That, that's just the way these things work. The internet's going to be mad. Sam and Andy are going to say that it's all a big conspiracy. And oh, um, that
0: doesn't sound like them.
1: And, and it, for the average NBA fan, it's just not going to. It's it's not going to phase them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be a uh, you know uh, uh, the kind of thing that it's funny. I saw someone say uh, a buddy who's not a big LeBron fan say on Twitter uh, something along the lines of like. Like, oh man, AD is the best thing that ever happened to LeBron. I just think that's so funny because, <laughs> like, you realize what AD was doing before he got to play with this fucking guy. Like, was pretty- <laughs> it, and I, I've seen this a lot. I don't know if you're getting this impression, is like, like, oh man, AD, like man, saved LeBron's late career. I was like, man, I if I, I, if anything, it is a truly symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. where LeBron can take on all the playmaking, all the all the cerebral part of the game. Yeah. And, and AD just gets to be an absolute freak uh, <laughs> and and just destroy on the back end, clean up, uh, d- duck in for the easiest dunks he'll ever have gotten in his career. Yeah, he, he's, both these guys have a pretty good life. They I, I hope they appreciate each other.
1: Man, people are acting like AD is like some no effort meal that's delivered to you by DoorDash, when that's just not the case. But DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Carter.
0: Justin, if you want to bet on Finals MVP, I got just the place for you. It's bet online. Now, football is back, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code Blue Wire at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Justin, as per usual, I'd like to reference the copy of our ad reads. Because oh, Carter, I,
1: I, I want to sit here for a little while because I've got I've got stuff. But you go first.
0: Oh, geez. So I just want to note that uh, every time I read this, Bet Online. Promo, which we've had for, I think, four weeks in a row now. I've thought there was a typo uh, or a mistake in the copy because it says, head to bet online, online today. And I thought they just accidentally typed the word online.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: they're telling us to go to the website. Head yeah. to bet online, online today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been, I've been internally roasting this ad copy for weeks and I'm, and I'm the fool.
1: Yeah. You, you so, are the fool. So like, don't don't This bet. is a lesson in hubris. Carter, don't bet against the gambling site. Like bet online. You bet on bet online.
0: And I I well, I bet on the ad ad company that sold this bet
1: online. <laughs> I, I also wanna peel back the curtain a little bit here. DoorDash does say that when you use code Blue Wire on your first order, um, but it's not just for first orders, Carter. Like it is a one time promo code, but I've had DoorDash for a while and the code worked for me. And it, it's not oh, wow. Yeah, it's not one of those new sign up things. Like you still get that one shot, and you want to know the other thing, Carter. Really peeling yeah. back the curtain. We're going almost a year back. Manscaped now delivers to Canada, and oh the- man, we got to get you one. And the blue wire code works. I've got it. I've got the lawnmower 3.0. My balls. My the balls are smooth.
0: The the 3.0. That's the one with the light, right? I think we have the 2.0 in this. Oh house. yeah
1: buddy i got i got the light i i've got all this stuff i got like the full kit it was great Now, if you're
0: shaving in the dark i don't know why i don't know how to help you i'm a little worried about your though i guess you know depending on the lighting in the there's room
1: dark, yeah there's dark areas there's always dark areas when you're you're shaving your nether regions Gross. i just i just want people to know that code blue are still works for that it's like yeah. a year later because you did that yeah. read when i was in cleveland and that was november like that <laughs> we're a year away from that and that code still works so Go use Manscaped. They they sponsored us a year ago, and I'm uh I'm a fan. Let me let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I mean
0: it's it it is truly an amazing piece of technology. Because if you ever tried it without, you know, pre Manscaped life, it was
1: it's a, a blood dangerous
0: bath. world of nicks and and cuts. <laughs> it's a bloodbath, Carter. That's exactly what it is. Oh, you're damn right it was. So. You know, I'm just I'm I'm so thrilled for you that you got to experience this and um, that you get to experience it because Manscaped is the gift that keeps giving.
1: It, it really is. And speaking of big balls, Hi. Anthony Davis hitting that shot was massive. But I have to know, out of all the stars and all the big names that are in play in this NBA finals, is A.G. the guy who your opinion has changed the most on? Um, or, or is it Jimmy Butler? Bam, like. Who has really kind of sold themselves to you out of these two teams?
0: Can I can I say that I my opinion has not fundamentally changed of Anthony Davis that much?
1: Okay. That's uh, like, like that's fair. I, I'm just wondering who I, really it's I, changed and, the most. For and, him.
0: But here's the what's weird is I wasn't that high on him. And, and I think the real thing, and I think we talked about this in the DMs, uh, is that I just I have a real bias towards basketball genius. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if Anthony Davis is a basketball genius. He is such an amazing freak of nature and he is so skilled. And so it's not like he's not a hard worker or like, but I just don't know if he sees the game Mm -hmm. at this, at this hyper elite level, like a Jokic, like a LeBron. Um, and even like a guy like Jimmy, I think it's his own version of a basketball genius, you know, like, and even on defense, you know, I, I know that the running thing was always that his that Anthony Davis's uh advanced defensive metrics were not quite as good as you think, as you think, and I've always been like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because I don't. I don't think he's like a Draymond type defensive mind where he's reading the the action two plays two passes in advance and he knows where the offense wants to go. I think he is so gifted and is a hard worker and thus he reacts at a really high level. Uh and because of his prodigious skill, like that reaction is better than most people being two steps ahead.
1: I, I really hate that you already like took the guts out of my counter argument because I, I was going to swill my scotch around in this glass and tell you you just don't have the refined taste for defense. Because I, I do think that his defense, um, I think it was do, better. Do, do
0: you disagree with that though? Do you disagree with that take?
1: I think the reason why you see a difference between what Draymond does in A D is because Draymond has to do so much. For to make up for the fact that he's six six, uh, and play defense against centers, I do think Anthony Davis sees the level at, uh, sees the game at that level. Like I, I think that he is that kind of impact player on defense. I, I think. Uh, there, I don't there think a- it's
0: because of his frame. I think he's got a, you know, a six. I think he's got a B grade as a as seeing the de- seeing the game. So he's not bad at. It. I don't think he's bad at. It. I just mm-hmm. don't think he's like unbelievably otherworld like you know, 99.9th percentile that some of these other guys are.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I respectfully disagree there. Like, I, I do think that it, like, I think B is too low. Like I, I think if you want to say he doesn't see the game at like a LeBron type level, uh, almost nobody does. So that like that, I don't think that's that big of an indictment, but like things that stick with me, like when he won the, the national championship, Uh, While having a dog shit game on offense, like that was one of the greatest defensive performances I've seen. And his game four was one of the best defensive performances I've seen like the, the job he did on Jimmy the job he did on multiple players. I thought he was incredibly impressive. And that, Listen, that, I'm
0: not saying his defensive ceiling isn't bananas
1: because what right. it it, I mean, he was right. you, You're, you're talking about um, kind of mental vision versus his physical gifts, correct?
0: Yeah, like his. So, like, if you were to combine, so let's just say this: if you were to combine Draymond's physical tools with Draymond's mind into one like composite grade, and then you composited Anthony Davis's physical tools and his. And his brain into one grade, I think you'd be pretty close. Okay,
1: so that, I guess so I I don't see a, a huge value. So that's me saying
0: thing. he's an uber elite defender. I'm just saying I don't think it's all. I don't think it's the way he like. I just I again I think it's a bias. I think I'm probably wrong in yeah. the sense of like I care so much more about like this this preternatural understanding of the game that mm. it makes me ding guys like Anthony Davis maybe a little unfairly. I think in terms of people who have really impressed me. In a way that i just didn't expect to see from them it's not a star but man do i owe contavious caldwell pope an apology <laughs> that dude is good at basketball i i thought he was iman shumpert i really did and I feel justified,
1: man, because I I argued in our discord uh, at the start of the playoffs that KCP was their third best player because he had better numbers than Danny Green and he was more reliable for them this season. And I mean, it's not seen a whole lot like he is definitely a player, but normally that should not be a third best player on a championship team. Um, But I guess when you I thought
0: he was the kind of guy who you'd kind of rather not be out there when it mattered and and he's definitely not that every time he's he's out there every time he goes to pull for three i'm like yep that that looks true uh i think he's been way smarter on defense than i had any belief in him to be in terms of staying balanced not fouling a ton uh yeah i just i'm blown away by him and how and how much he's grown up as a role player because he was not this kind of player two
1: years ago that, that's a good answer, and and he deserves his flowers for this. You know what? Honestly, maybe Rich Paul should just get finals MVP because when you're looking at the top three guys being clutch and all the uh, all the work that went in behind the scenes, shout out to Rich Paul. Um, yeah, it turns
0: out pretty picks picks good clients and gets some
1: money. <laughs> I like that Millie disagreed with my take. I, I yeah, hear the screen yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah,
0: Millie's, I think, uh, getting changed, and I think she only napped like 90 minutes today, so – Uh, This evening is going to be an angry, an angry evening until it's bedtime, which we're getting close to.
1: (laughs) The C's were angry that day, my friend. Yeah. I I think KCP is a great answer. I, I would say, I guess I understood how good Bam was, but like he actually has a legitimate case for being the most impactful player on Miami. And like the reason I think Miami isn't going to win uh, this series down three, one, uh, I just don't think Jimmy Butler can go for 43 games in a row. Like that's not his game. Like people criticize him for not being as aggressive in some games, but that's not him. Like he's not a selfish star. He he's always been someone that gets other people involved. He's not a great three point shooter, and
0: the jumper mis- just kills him.
1: Yeah, a- a and, and missing missing Drogic is really hurting them because there are so many times last game where it's like. God, they really need somebody else that can handle the ball and get them into their sets because when Anthony – I think this is a
0: seven-game series if everyone on Miami was healthy.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it goes six or seven. Uh, like, I, I guess it, it's – Still might. Over. Yeah, you, you know, a good point. I, I Personally, I think it's, it's over in five. Like, I, I think LeBron understands, um, especially dealing with that groin injury. I, I think he knows that the longer this series goes, probably the worse he's going to play. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can still get bailed out from that with a, like a great Anthony Davis game. But, um, I, I think you, you see like terminator mode, uh, from these guys in game five. And, um, especially with a little bit of an extended rest, this is probably going to be LA's best punch. And if you're Miami, you're just, you're just hoping to survive that opening run. Cause you know, they're, they're going to try to make that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I just I, I just have a lot of respect for this Miami team. And honestly, I don't think people all the way understand how much they miss Drogic in terms of just how important he is for their off-the-dribble bounce because it's really him and Jimmy uh, that, c- that can create in the pick and roll. And everyone else is a dribble handoff person, and, like, that's fine. Um, you know, hero dribble DHOs are, are good, and they, they create good looks but like there's just something about they're snuffing out all our shit and we just need to run a high pick and roll and they only have one guy that can do that right now and frankly I don't know if he can do that anymore because AD <laughs>
1: is too good
0: and, they, and I love that's, that that's the Lakers, the,
1: that's yeah. a that's a proper yeah. qualifier is he can't do that with AD on him and LeBron yeah. I and love the that
0: the team. Lakers I love that the Lakers and Frank Vogel just said hey we really just don't think you can shoot we just don't think you can, and we're gonna do our best on on that part of your game. But like, we're just gonna put AD on you because he's because you're no more. Because like, congratulations, you are you've made the most out of your athletic ability. You're a good athlete, but you're not a great one. And we think AD can stick you off the dribble when you can't shoot. And I don't think he can do anything. I don't think that this is in his skill set. I think, and it's no it's no slight to to Jimmy, but. I just don't
1: see how he can handle this. I'm changing my answer. I think the person who's, my opinion, has changed the most in these finals is Frank Vogel. Like,
0: ah, man, I love I loved Vogel from the beginning and I still love him.
1: Yeah, see, I, I wasn't too, too sold. I, I used to think Vogel was a great coach and then fairly or not, when he went to Orlando, that made everything change. Like, I was like, oh, you know what? That Orlando roster doesn't suck. Like, I, I think he can get something out of this. And it just went so poorly, and it was factors outside of his control. But um, he's gone against some really great coaches in this run, and he's really held his own. Like, I I think Spo is probably – well, Spo is the better coach out of the two, but he isn't getting coached to a margin where it's having an impact on the game. Like, I, I think he's thrown legitimate wrinkles that Miami is having a tough time dealing with. And full credit to Frank Vogel because I, I didn't uh, – I, fairly or not, I, I just think I, I lost a little bit of faith in him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just thought, I just loved the way he build, builds defenses. Uh, he he's really good at figuring out how to get the most out of his personnel. And like, honestly, he just got these guys to play really hard. And I just didn't think LeBron, remember when we were having genuine discussions, like, can you have a top 15 defense with LeBron anymore? Is he mm-hmm. just too lazy at this point? Uh, to do it and no he's even with a pretty aggressively full load on offense he he's just playing great defense and uh and i think that it's it's just a
1: testament to vogel and the way he's coached that team up carter before we wrap things up here i got a few things to drop on you one as we're reporting this kevin porter jr has revealed something to the world on his instagram story okay And, and it's not a jamal murray situation but he loves Crocs. Oh, he got gosh. sent Crocs after Crocs after Crocs from Crocs. And well, that's who would send it probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just want to say Crocs as many times as possible. And the other thing I want to point out is we are a week away from the Cavs dropping their documentary series on Can't this mini camp. And they dropped a, a teaser as we we're recording this. And oh, wow. Folks are excited and friend of the podcast, Evan Damerall has apparently got a, a little bit of a glimpse of it and says we're, we're all going to love it. So um, I'm, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad that Manscaped has my business looking as good as it does. Cause it is out at of tension right now. Uh, I'm excited. Oh my God. <laughs> wrap the
0: pod. Jesus Christ.
1: All right. I'll wrap the podcast. Next time we're recording LeBron probably has a fourth ring, which is exciting. Um, you know what? I, I I didn't find myself rooting for the Lakers in this series as much as I thought I was going to, but I would be I happy did. to see them another one. Like I, I was rooting for them. I just, just less than I anticipated. I, I was just kind of yeah. enjoying basketball, especially in game four, but that's exciting. The Cavs documentary might be dropped at that point. I don't know when we're recording next week, but we will be in off season mode, so I'm excited for that. Big thanks to our listeners. Again, I said it at the start of the podcast, but the support and loyalty uh, over this period has been blowing me away. Um, I'm excited about when things improve in the future, when we actually have Cavs basketball. So. Massive shout-out to all of you listeners out there that are still listening this late into the podcast. Shout-out to my wonderful co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Uh, If you guys want to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving a rating, leave a review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and help cook those books. And if you want to be part of our Discord chat, you can send a screenshot of that review to chasedownbot at gmail.com. However you choose to support us, we do appreciate it. Stay safe out there, guys. And until next time, go Cavs.
0: Yay.